Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who wants to be a millionaire? I don't. Have flashy flunkies everywhere? I don't. Who wants the bother of a country estate? A country estate is something I'd hate. Who wants to wallow in champagne? I don't. Who wants a supersonic plane? I don't. Who wants a private landing field to plate? I don't. And I don't, cause all I want is you. Welcome to Free State, everyone. Um... We are looking forward and excited about 2024. I don't know why I keep saying this, because, you know, we're not. That's all over. Um, But just before Christmas, um, one of Ireland's most high-profile and most beloved men announced that he was giving €1 million to every GAA county board in Ireland so 32 million euros to the GA across the country. And um, it was, of course, J.P. McManus. Uh, and today we want to talk a little bit about what J.P. McManus has done, the benefits of it, the downsides of it, and a general, a more general conversation then about the use of money and money in sport and what it, what it, what it is Use for, and also, I guess, we've got to move on to talk about sports sports washing as, as practiced by countries like Saudi Arabia and uh, the UAE and Qatar and Live Golf and, and those issues. But Joe, um, as a as a GEA man, you you obviously welcomed the uh, the thirty two million euros from from JP McManus. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. It's a magnificent donation. I mean, it's um, it's thirty two million, and just for anyone who hasn't kept up to date, it's it's to be distributed to the clubs in each county. So it's you know thirty two million, one million per county, and uh, you know it is it's clearly uh, an eye watering sum of money for the, the vast majority of people, but. You know, I think that it's good in so far as it goes, but there's a much deeper and more important issue, uh, and the issue of of inequality of the elites, the billionaires siphoning the money to the top, 
um, all over the world we see this problem. And what it leads to, of course, then is as more and more money is drawn to the top and as the billionaires sort of lobby governments have their own tax rules where tax essentially becomes a voluntary private matter, uh, the communities that we live in become more and more hard-pressed. You know, people are not seeing any meaningful changes to their lives. You know, school teachers, firemen, police officers. And eventually it leads to the sort of discontent that, that has swept America now, where people are voting for, you know, a demagogue like Trump, where societies are turning on each other you know, where we see this in Ireland already, in the UK, the process is well underway. They're at each other's throats, you know. And what happens whenever this gross inequality continues is that people are encouraged by the, by the billionaire classes who essentially own the media to punch down, you know, punch down on the immigrant. It's the immigrant's fault. It's that fucker who's come in from Ukraine and he's got a television. And he's, and he's in a hotel room. And you're working, you know, 50 hours a week to make ends meet. You know, let's go, and, let's go and burn down this bar in Ringsend. Let's go and, you know, let's go and burn down a hotel earmarked, an empty hotel that's been empty for years, earmarked for vulnerable people. Because it's their fucking fault. And meanwhile, the billionaire classes come away smelling of roses. And... I think that, you know, if you, as many people, rightly suspect that the, that the system is rigged in favor of the super wealthy, you know, the tax is a rigged game, a con, designed to fleece the teacher and the fireman and the policeman and the person working in McDonald's, you know, you're absolutely correct. Because the lesson that we learn and, and JP's a very good example. I, I, I don't know the man of nothing against him. But if you are very rich, paying tax is optional. You can decide. You can self-regulate. There are any number of tax havens out there. And all you have to be, and this is a crucial thing, you have to be rich enough to afford to base yourself in a tax haven. And boom, your money's your own. There's nothing illegal about it. And you just need to follow the basic rules of that particular tax haven. But it's a very, very elite club and there's a very expensive buy-in. But once you've done that, you decide then. And if you want to shower some crumbs from the rich man's table on the, on the poor to take the bad luck off it, yeah, that's, your money's your own. You're not, paying, you're, not paying, you're not paying 45% tax, 50% tax. You know, you decide, you self-regulate. And the, uh, you know, once you're in a tax haven, a, a, a way I like to look at it is it's, it's the billionaire's form of self-defense all over the world, you know. You know, you can, you can avoid taxes, you can set up wherever you wish, but after that, particularly if you're going to be spending time in the place and particularly to head off political problems, I mean, obviously, you, you make your donations to political parties, you use your lobbyists and all of that to ensure you have preferential tax treatment. But it's very good practice then 
to bestow a little charity on the less fortunate. And uh, in his masterpiece, Winners Take All, Anand Giridardis calls it, quite rightly, the new religion of false philanthropy. So instead of paying the taxes that are the life support of any country, giving becomes a personal voluntary matter. Well, there's an awful lot there, and some of it I know you're not laying all, all of that on the on the at the doorstep of J.P. McManus, but like the one, no, he's just he, he he's part he's part of the system, but at the same time, it's a personal choice. He could pay his taxes in Ireland instead of counting the 182 days that he's allowed to stay here in one year. He's allowed to stay in consecutive years, a maximum of 280 years. Days. You know, his phone has to be checked. So he's got his 100 million mansion in, in Limerick, his, his state-of-the-art hotel at Air Manor. You know, he hosts, you know, world-class golf events there. Uh, but he's got to be pulling out on the 182nd day in the first year. And if it's two years, well, he has to be very careful not to go over an aggregate of 140 days a year for those for that two-year period. And uh, yet, he gets, yet he gets to call himself... But, he gets, but like the, lots of people get to call themselves Irishmen who, and Irish people who don't live here. And the, he has said, if I was somebody who set up a business abroad and it didn't go well, I'd be considered an emigrant. If it goes well, I'm considered an exile. So he, he's in... It's all, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Why is that bullshit? That's all bullshit. He doesn't live yeah. here. So like, why, why is it bullshit? Well, well, he does live here. He lives here. He lives here 182 you, days. Do you know that, or he's allowed to be here? On he goes to he goes he goes to he goes to the Limerick game. That doesn't take up 182 days. He swings in in his helicopter. There's a basic bottom line line on it, and I think that you're fallen prey to the PR industry that has sprung up around billionaires who make up who make up not point not not one percent of the world's population. And don't forget that now 5% of the world's population owns 95% of the world's wealth. And this is the problem that we see sweeping the planet. You know, this is the nurses going to the food banks. This is the, 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 the school teachers struggling to make ends meet. You know, this is, the, this is the unseen poverty that's all over this country as well. You know, which you see sometimes you know, in doorways in O'Connell Street or in Grafton Street, the 14,000 homeless children that we have, you know, and particularly the acceleration of these problems in the last 20 years. And a PR industry has sprung up around the billionaire classes that cast them as humanitarians and heroes. You know, like, it's, it's important once you become a billionaire and you make the choice, because we've got a handful of billionaires who have decided to stay, pay their taxes here, you know, stand shoulder to shoulder with the citizenry. It's important not to rub the little people's noses in it too much, you know. So, like Saudi Arabia or Qatar or the United Arab Emirates, you donate a children's hospital wing, you support a popular sports star team. And in Ireland, because of the way we idolise wealth, we're starstruck, you become a national treasure except with the bloody lefties and the begrudgers and the people before profit commies. Because what the, what the PR coaxes us to do is not to criticise. You know, don't be a fucking begrudger. What the hell is wrong with you, Broly? I wrote a piece recently in the Sunday Independent and I got a lot of this. Fucking lefty, fucking begrudger. I'm going to read out some of the letters I got. 
the PR coaxes us not to criticize, but to well, appeal. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm quite happy to criticize uh, um, what what you say it is. But I think it's an interesting point. I think that I'm just interested in teasing at that point where if you don't live here, why are you? Why why should you make yourself tax domicile here? If you don't live here, like if you live, okay, he lives in Switzerland, so there's a, it's, it's, it's a slightly, there are obvious reasons why you would live there, but you could live in lots of countries where the tax system is, you, you take more home in, in your pocket through the tax system than you do in Ireland, and people wouldn't say to you, you're, you know, you should be coming back to Ireland and living here. You'd be living in another country. We don't know. I don't know if you know for certain that he spends 182 days here every year, and he, and he. It's a max he's allowed. Doesn't mean like you know, but that's but that's the same for for anybody I imagine who doesn't live here. And you know, it doesn't mean that he gets out on day one hundred and eighty-one. It means he may only spend thirty days a year here. Many times you have how many matches do Limerick play in in a championship season? You don't need to be here. You know, you you need to be here for ten days to do that. So he may he may have a full fulfilling life in Switzerland. That is where he lives his life. So I don't think that's the only that's the the I, I don't disagree with you at all about the idea that um, if you if you are if you are just if you are in, in on principle the idea that if you if you can actually pay your tax here and you're living here or you you've decided to move abroad for tax reasons there are better way there are, there are the devices like this are a way of uh, of making people look upon you more favorably than they otherwise would and it's uh, and again it is it is something that. Um, through his own passions and his own interests, J.P. McManus has has done very well because he has, you know, he's funded Limerick Hurling, which he genuine, clearly genuinely loves with a passion. Most of us would have, like I remember first becoming aware of J.P. McManus when he owned Isterbrack and they and won the champion hurdle at Cheltenham. And you could see that this love of, of horses was there. He gets a huge amount of money, it must be said, uh, through uh, um, in in prize money um, in, in from horse racing uh, in Ireland, which is you know gets uh, horse racing in Ireland gets huge government subsidies. Uh, prize money to owners is tax free. Um, it's you know, of course, of course. So it there is. are there are huge there there are he is he he has benefits. You know the system does benefit. All I'm saying is. On that one thing, mm. on that issue, I'm like, well, what, what, how do we decide when somebody, as he puts it, is exiled and is, uh, and when they are emigrants? And, uh, and that was a PR broadcast <laughs> on behalf of JP McManus. <laughs> you're just, you're really just trying to kind of get me going. Funded, funded, funded by, funded by a tax free charity established on behalf of the billionaires of Ireland. Um, you see, let us imagine for a moment, okay. The reason that billionaires can opt out is because they can afford to opt out. And uh, so Switzerland, mm. where JP is. And, and I, I hasten to say, I don't know anything about the man. You know, my objection is that he, uh, if, if he wants to stand shoulder to shoulder with the people of Ireland, then this is where he should be based. Okay, but I mean, it's his choice. So if you're very, very rich, you can, you can do what he has done, okay? Switzerland, where he is, it's described by Investopia as the second most desirable tax haven in the world, okay? And I'm coming back to the fundamental problem about wealth being drained to the top, which is causing huge problems all over the world now. Media is being bought up. 
governments are being bought up. We see that the UK government now is a little more than, than a shell corporation for billionaires. Swiss bankers estimate they hold at least 30% of the estimated $15 trillion of personal wealth hidden in the world's tax havens. And they make no apologies for that, Dion. So what you do is you pay a local authority called a canton, a fee, which is usually five times the value of your house there. You know, now this will be multiples of millions. The canton will then negotiate with you to help you to get the most favourable deal. And let me assure you, my friend, when it comes to helping wealthy foreigners avoiding tax, the Swiss do not mess around. Do you know what Article 47 of the Swiss Criminal Code is? Bank employees who leak information about an account holder are charged and a prison sentence is inevitable. In, in 2008, a guy called Bradley Birkenfield, who worked for UBS, the Union Bank of Switzerland, he was a banker arrested in the US for organizing tax fraud with the US sort of billionaire classes. And his crime was that he was careless, he was caught. And uh, with the loyalty that is the hallmark of the banking industry, he cut a deal with the feds. And he testified about how the bank's employees travel abroad to recruit wealthy clients all over the world, lie on visa forms about the purpose of the visit, armed with state-of-the-art encrypted laptops, specially trained in, get this, in counter-surveillance techniques on how they shift money into secretive offshore accounts, destroy the evidence of those accounts and store their banking records in a vault in Zurich. You know, and it was a very rare glimpse into a highly secretive world. I mean, our listeners will have watched The Wolf of Wall Street, you know, and no wonder, no wonder The Wolf of Wall Street chose Switzerland. And if you have wealth, you can do that, you know. Let us imagine this scenario, okay? So if it's something to be applauded, oh, well, you know, he's quite, that's fine, you know what I mean? He's quite entitled to do that. He's, he's acting lawfully, which he is. Let us imagine for a moment that every citizen of Ireland could register in the tax haven for a nominal fee. So instead of having multiples of millions to go to Jersey or Switzerland or to register in the Caribbean, say it costs 20 euro or 50 euro to register in the tax haven, Okay. Or that every citizen could simply opt out of paying tax, right? And instead, at their sole discretion, you could make donations to good causes. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm betting that the vast majority of Irish people would opt out. You know, if you had a sort of a crazy right-wing government like Argentina's and something like this was proposed here, the vast majority of people would opt out. I mean, you're a journalist. It's not easy. It's not easy to dig out the money to pay your taxes at the end of the year. You know, everything's a struggle. You're watching the pennies. It's the same with the vast majority of working people in Ireland. Plumbers, regulars, you know, people working in fast food joints, people working in Tesco, nurses, you know, some of the most vital people in our society, our lifesavers, doctors, all the rest of it. But let's say instead of they could opt out for 15 euro, and now at their school discretion, they can make donations to good causes, right? Now, within months, without tax receipts, Irish society would collapse, okay? You could forget about your, your showy projects then. No money for teachers, police officers, Lewis drivers, schools, hospitals, vital infrastructure. Do you agree that that's correct? I do, I do. So my question to you is this. 
Why should tax be optional for billionaires, but not for nurses? There's no reason, except uh, it's that thing we always talk about, you know, that uh, tax avoidance is 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 legal and tax evasion is illegal that's the uh, you can you everybody spe- everybody pays as little amount of tax as they can you see part of the problem you know is that and i remember i mean I, it, it, it's just never been part of my makeup you know to be starstruck by vast wealth you know it just doesn't it never occurred to me but I remember the first time encountering it, I was a small child in Dungiven. And I remember the way people spoke in whispers about our only millionaire, the gravel magnate Tommy O'Connell. Now, to my knowledge, Tommy never contributed anything to the GA community. I don't know. I mean, he, he was never about it or anything, but he had a magnificent house that was modelled on uh, J.R. Ewing's house in Dallas. This is not a joke. And he had a marvellous horse and carriage the horse and carriage. And when he took it out for a spin, oh yeah, he had a very fine horse and carriage. And when he took it out for a spin, you know, people would nudge each other and say, oh, there's Tommy, you know. When he came into the chapel on a Sunday, he'd be like, oh, there's Tommy, you know. And uh, whenever Floyd Patterson, the, the ex-heavyweight champion of the world, came to Dungiven, he was driven around Dungiven, Main Street and Station Road, down to the Bee Hut, the wee tin boxing hut right. that we had. In, in, in Tommy's horse and carriage because Tommy was a very grand personage and what that you wasn't mean, what do you mean when, what said. do you mean whenever he, Floyd Patterson came to Dungiven like is Floyd Patterson Floyd Patterson yeah ex heavy yeah, 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 what do you mean whenever you make it sound like he, he, you know Floyd Patterson was coming along he, every he Tuesday came, every fortnight no he he, he came well, to right. Dungiven once because he, he was married to an awfully woman who was from Kennedy. Oh, yeah, great she was on the road from my, 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 uh, my uncle lives in Kennedy. In a great Hurland nursery, and you see Where Johnny Flaherty such close from. ties. Yeah. There you go. So we, because Dungiven had such close ties as the Hurland nursery itself, it was somehow arranged through the Hurland Club that Floyd Patterson would visit the boxing club in Dungiven. Because all, we all boxed, mm. you know, all the footballers and hurlers, and Dungiven would have been well, <laughs> would have been renowned for boxing <laughs> in and out of the ring. <laughs> and... <laughs> and 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 still would be, and so the first time I ever encountered J.P. McManus was I was coming out of the I was walking towards the R.T. box in the Gaelic lands in Limerick, and this large like a military grade chopper came whirring in behind the stand, and Colin Rourke said, "Oh, there's J.P. in his entourage, you know." Colin would be a big fan, you know, and I said, "Bloody hell!" I mean, you had to see the size of this thing and it came swinging in. It had its own space. You know, out he got, you know, like this was like, you know, Saddam Hussein coming out of his state helicopter and being ushered to a seat in the centre of the stand, you know. That's the closest I ever got to the man and I don't know much about him. You know, I know he's revered in Limerick. I know he's donated a lot of money to good causes. He owns a Dare Manor, all the rest of it. And that his estimated worth is probably roughly around three billion, although it's difficult to, to be fully certain. I know that he won $17.4 million on a game of backgammon in 2015 and fought to not pay his US taxes on that. That was a case he eventually lost. Because he had already paid um, the domicile levy in Ireland and he said it amounted to double taxation. It, it, it was a bullshit argument. They, that was completely rejected. So for that purpose, he said, well, look, I'm, I'm, my tax base is Ireland, which it isn't. He just pays a domicile fee so that he can live here. 
So another point you have to know about billionaires who are non-domiciled, they have to pay €200,000 a year to be a non-domicile and then obviously follow the rules thereafter. But that's all he was doing. That's a fee to the country. It's not your tax base. And that's the, that's why the federal court ruled against him. All of that's far grand as far as it goes, all right? But, you know, I, I, I was interested in the response of sort of Ireland's GA journalists who are, I mean, almost uniformly pathetic, um, you know, when it comes to calling anything out. You know, they go on their all-star trips, they're... You know, they accept the sugar, you know, they refuse to get involved in anything that would be critical of the GAA or of any steps that the GAA are taking. You know, they refuse to investigate any of the things that have merited investigation over the last 20 years, you know, that have turned the GAA into a semi-professional body, you know, with professional manager managers and, uh, you know, all the hypocrisies that are associated with it. But reflecting that sort of genuflecting of Ireland's GA journalists, you know, and I do mean this sincerely, I mean, from the reaction, if they could roll over and let JP tickle their bellies, they would. Cahar O'Kane from Drum, where my father was born, so we're, we're both drum men. In fact, I was born and lived in a house in Drum, out in Lower Drum, to start with. It wasn't much of a house, to be fair, but... <laughs> Gahar wrote in the Irish News that JP has been, and I want to come back to this, trying for more than 20 years to spend his money meaningfully. Governments tend not to spend money all that well or wisely. And I asked straight from the billionaire's PR uh, manual, you know, uh, oh, governments, you know, they waste so much money, but a billionaire knows how to direct his money, you know. And the, 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 the compromise is this. Leave us billionaires alone and we'll look after you when our winnings are won. We'll spend it much more wisely than any government. You know, we'll give we'll give fifteen thousand to a week club in Leitrim, you know. Or or we'll put a wing in a hospital, you know. And in this compromise, generosity becomes a substitute for a fairer and more equal system of living. Okay. Because the winners don't have to make any sacrifices. They don't have to pay 45% tax or 50% tax or 20% tax or even 10% tax. They don't have to play by the same rules as the rest of us. These are great men. And we should be thankful that they sprinkle us with some of the profits of their greatness every now and again. And the thing about it is, you know, even um, listening to to your contributions so far in the podcast, (laughs) it works. You know, their, their public displays of generosity are enough to keep us off their backs and to preserve the status quo. And the only trick is this. Donate in a way that's eye-catching. Pulls at the heartstrings. And what better way to do that than through a beloved community organisation like the GAA? Now, you see, I, yeah, I, Again, I, 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 stress, I stress that this is not a personal assault on JP. Or, it's the system. But this provides moral cover. It feels good and it does good. It means the billionaire doesn't have to interact with messy reality. It avoids the duty of citizenship. And what we end up with, and I want to come back just to discuss the sort of numbers and the sort of money that's being siphoned out of Irish society. You know, we wouldn't need fucking hospital wings donated if all these people were paying their fucking taxes. You know, as... uh, is that, is that 
you know, in, in Germany they have a saying, we don't need charitable associations because we pay our taxes. But this is a dystopian world, all right, where the rich and powerful get to decide what is best for the world. You know, we'll donate a wing to a university. But there better not be anybody at that university criticizing anything that I do. We see Harvard, Penn State, recently both had their presidents removed, both resigned but were forced resignations because they fucked with the Jewish lobby. The guys who are pumping billions into those universities to control their output. Well, to be honest, they also said some, they, 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 uh, they, they, their answers on what you know on on anti-Semitism on and gen, on what would be considered uh, anti-Semitic was were, were were pretty lame and pretty weak, you know. Yeah, they, they they answered them they answered them legalistically the way you would expect the president of 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 an esteemed university to answer them. But that wasn't the game. The game was to get them out one way or the other, and to send a warning. Don't have fucking pupils in any of our fucking Ivy League colleges saying anything that's remotely critical of Israel, or we will fucking take you down because we now own the place. We may not pay taxes here, but we can donate a billion dollars to establish a foundation. And when we do that, you know, we're not giving you that money for the good of our fucking health because what's best for the world then in this system, and we see this all over the world now, is what's best for them. Um. I I like there there's I see I what I feel about uh, some of this is when you talk about like that there's there's you know governments like, and this is one of the great this is the argument you see about in favor of JP McManus that oh you know governments don't spend the money wisely and all and we all we can all sympathize with that on a on a on a gut level yeah we all know the bureaucracy but again like if I had my way, I'd be putting money into my, you know, into the facilities. I'd go straight. I'd put my tax straight into facilities for my, you know, son's football club. I I do those things. I do all those kind of things. And instead, it gets lost exactly. in the system. Now, the only thing about that is, if the more you bypass the system, the less the less um, impetus there is to actually change it. And that is the thing. Like I I don't doubt how bureaucratic and how unnecessarily bureaucratic. Uh, administration and bureaucracy is and government is in Ireland but there has to be a way there something must be done about that and making and and creating an accountability isn't done by bypassing that that like that's what i would say see you what you're listening to all the time you're listening to all the time we've seen all this in america oh the deep state the big state we're going to dismantle government. In Argentina, they've got the, the new right-wing guy who's funded by the wealthiest man in Argentina, Tina, the wealthiest multi-billionaire in Argentina, one of the wealthiest men in the world, has funded him and put him in that spot, created it all for one reason and one reason only. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Do not encroach upon my taxes. In the UK now, they're talking about abolishing inheritance tax. Okay which applies only, only because of the thresholds that are already there, that applies only to the billionaire classes. And what that ensures is that the billionaires will hand on the billions to their children. They'll increase their billions and power will become increasingly concentrated in this tiny group of elites, you know, less than 1%. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do.、It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile. dot com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. I mean, I was. Very angry with Carol Kane, a kid, you know, who's a journalist, hardworking journalist, coming from a community of hardworking people, and Drum, Dungiven, all these really hardworking, you know, construction-based and farming communities, where people are struggling to make ends meet, saying, "Oh, JP is tr- is spending his money meaningfully. Governments not tend not to spend money all that well or wisely." So what I did was I looked at. How government spends its money in Ireland, okay? So, on Cahir's reading, like forget the sixty-nine thousand four hundred and thirty-four Irish school teachers. Don't worry about them, okay? We can do without them. Right? We'll have, we presumably will have our own wee head schools once they're gone. Forget about the eighty-four thousand nine hundred and forty-eight nurses in our hospitals and midwives. The three and a half thousand firemen, the fifteen thousand Garda officers who keep us safe. And who answer the call? You know, whenever some terrible thing happens to us, you know. Do you know how many doctors there are in Ireland funded, funded by our taxes? Twenty-one thousand six hundred and eighty, and their families, the cooks, the cleaners, the maintenance crews, the three hundred and seventy thick six two, sorry, three hundred and seventy thick six thousand two hundred and sixteen public service employees. Forget their families, their kids. What about our public infrastructure, our hospitals? Right, set aside the private hospitals, our hospitals, our roads. You know, many schools there are in Ireland, public schools funded by us, our taxes. Three thousand one hundred and four. Forget social housing, emergency accommodation, ambulances, fire tenders, electrical infrastructure, trains, water supply, online networks, the road network. All the rest of the dull but absolutely critical work of our taxes, right? Instead of that, you know what? I'm not getting involved in all that. You know, I may be worth three thousand million euro. You know, and but I really don't want to pay my taxes. Okay, so what I'll do is every now and again I'll make a gift, and what better place to gift than the GAA? Because everybody then says, "Well, there you are." A wonderful man, a marvelous man, and anybody who criticizes—if taxes were optional, right—I would tell Carol Kane this when I see him, and I'm very fond of Carol. 
absolutely no doubt that he wouldn't pay them. He's a hard-pressed journalist, wouldn't be earning a lot of money. Taxes were optional. I dare say he'd be ticking the box. He'd have an anxious discussion with his family and he'd say, look, there's a better way we can spend this. Instead, he could donate his money meaningfully. He could give a few quid to the drum club every now and again. He, could, he would have to homeschool the children because we wouldn't have schools except for the very rich who could afford elite private schools. He could gen up an emergency medical treatment. You'd obviously have to become an expert in first aid and general illnesses and all of that. You know, if he could, if he could afford to buy medication that isn't 95% subsidized by our taxes, but if he could afford to buy it, maybe he could, maybe he could source it cheaper uh, from China online. But then again, he's relying on the government for the 4G and 5G network. We're the ones who pay for that as well. And obviously then you'd have to buy a gun to protect your family because, you know, in the law, because there'd be no police officers. You'd, be, you'd have no law and order. Now, the wealthy, you know, could afford to have their own police forces. You know, they could live at gated communities with their underground swimming pools and their underground tennis courts, etc., etc. You know, and, 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 and Cahar could sit there in his home, imagine how high electricity bills would go without the state running our electricity infrastructure, without the without electricity and power being nationalised. So, you know, you might be down to candles. And he could sit there and watch a society around him crumbles. All right? Because that's precisely, that's precisely where the real argument is. I asked you the question. If a billionaire can opt out of taxes, and that's fine, why can't a nurse? Why can't a fireman? Why can't a block builder? You know, because I'm sure they know much better in their own minds how to meaningfully spend their hard-earned money. Yeah. The, the other thing that strikes me about this is that uh, um, the... 32 million, like it is, and again, nobody doubts or questions his his um, his his love of the GA and in particular of Limerick hurling. But it's not the most practical of of donations. It's it's a donation. It's it's a it's a figure that seems very much designed to get. You know, it's it's a lovely it's a lovely figure for a headline, and it's a lovely figure to get publicity. But you know, we've seen how. It breaks down between different counties. It's it's uh, it's um, you know it's it's a lot in depend in some counties per club, but it's not so much in in places like Cork and Dublin to a degree because of the number of clubs they have there. So it's not when you when you look upon like even even on the on the on the, on its own terms in a philanthropic way, it's it seems to be something that well, what what is he trying to achieve by this donation? What is he trying to achieve beyond the fact that it's here's a million, here's a million quid for every county in Ireland, every GA board, county board in Ireland? Well, you're Are missing we? the point. It's not, it's not supposed to be practical. It's self-defence. It's supposed to be a grand gesture that makes people say, well, you know, he may be not domiciled, but it's an unbelievably generous donation. You know, and, you know, and it is a very generous donation. And for that, you know, I applaud the donation. You know, but it's two winning hands of backgammon for JP. Now, that might not be a lot to JP, but for a small club in Leitrim, 
€20,000, which is roughly what a club in Leitrim will get, is, you know, it's a fair amount of money. But it's not designed to be practical. It's designed to catch the eye. It's designed to dominate the headlines. It's designed to allow our, our journalistic community to say, isn't this absolutely marvellous? Isn't it wonderful? I mean, the, 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 the thing about it is, right, or, you know, we don't do half enough education on taxation and the importance of taxation. And, you know, we should be ta- talking about taxes all the time. That's what we should be talking about. Because if you want to level up society, if you want to create proper opportunities for all of our kids, not just the wealthiest kids, and increasingly it's becoming more and more difficult. Like if you're a working man around Knockmore, Dungiven, and you have a child going to third level now, and you're looking at €1,000 roughly for rental for one month for that child, and that's going to be over a space of 10 months, that's €10,000. Now if you have two kids, it's 20000 and you're thinking to yourself, how the fuck am I going to fund this? Okay. You know, how, how am I going to be able to afford this? And the reason, the reason that it's becoming more and more difficult is because we have 10,000, just shy of 10,000 non-domiciled multimillionaires now, multimillionaires and billionaires who are compliant. I mean, and I'm, I'm very friendly with three or four of them. You know, one in particular I'm very, very friendly with, who's done tremendously well. Uh, you know, he's had a lot of good fortune. Billionaires and multimillionaires, they tend to have a lot of good fortune. Things happen at the right times. An opportunity comes up, and this is precisely what happens to him. Now, I'm not going to betray uh, who it is, because we are friendly and we get on very well, although we argue vehemently over his tax status. Okay, But he has to have his mobile phone checked, you know, he lives an astounding life of wealth. I'm not sure, you know, and I constantly say it to him, I say, like, you know, how much pleasure are you actually getting out of this? You know, I mean, it's a vast, vast, vast lifestyle, you know. But whenever I wrote the piece about JP, you know, I looked at, I looked very carefully at our, our sort of media's reaction to 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 all of this and the few voices who said look you know you know that this is all very well but this is part of the problem we have 10,000 of these offshore multimillionaires who are irish who continue ma- to maintain lavish homes here who spend a lot of the time here as much as they can right and and let's say that as a minimum they are avoiding taxes of, let's say, on a very conservative basis, they're avoiding taxes of 1 million euro. All right. Now, obviously, it'll be vastly more than that. But let's say each of them is avoiding taxes of 1 million euro. Yeah. Yeah, which they could easily afford. That's 10 billion euro taken out of the Irish tax system every year. 10 billion euro. Okay, and that's where the debate needs to be. If we want a civilized, proper, reasonable, well-functioning society, that's where the debate needs to be. This is why increasingly we're relying on charitable donations and ordinary people who are already tortured by taxes, putting their hands in their pockets. You know, this is why, for example, we've had to build state-of-the-art hospices all over Ireland by ourselves. 
You know, government can't, and they can't afford to do that. Now, what they will do is they'll then say, look, once it's built, once it's up to specification and it's state-of-the-art, we will then fund the running costs, right, which is terrific. But the point is this. As they say in Germany, we shouldn't have to rely on charity to do these important things. But the reason we're having to do that is because so much money has been sucked out of our society. So whenever JP's um, donation made headline news everywhere and was being sort of eulogised everywhere, the people before profit councillor Madeleine Johansson tweeted, just pay your fucking taxes. She was absolutely right. And the Fianna Foyle TD Willie O'D. You know, who's another one of these, like, you know, where do we get these people from? Where do we get these people? What scrutiny has he given to the tax system? You know, what, what are his, what, what's his serious logical approach to the world and how we can deal with the fundamental problem, which is inequality and the draining of money to the top, you know, and, and billionaires deciding how and when to spend their money. He, he, he was raging. He said, JP voluntarily donates millions of his own money to good causes Let's leave the envy to one side and celebrate what's being done. Or as my very good friend Tomas O'Shea tweeted in 2018 when JP then donated 3.2 million to the GA. Because the, the three and two is a good figure because 32 counties. So then it was 3.2 million to the GA, right? And people, you know, and very, very few people say like, come on, seriously, like, you know, is this a, is this a fucking joke, like? You know, you're doing this. Now, very few people say it. I mean, very few people say what I've said. Tomas said, is it an Irish thing or what? But the negativity aimed at J.P. McManus for the gesture he gifted on every GA club in the country is wrong. He didn't have to do it and does so much no one sees or hears. We should be grateful and let the haters hate! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Mila Buechus, J.P. Yeah. Um... And that's almost universally. We have a column of work writing in the Sunday Independent. You know, now, I mean, I, 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 I'm very, very fond of column. But again, that line of, you know, wonderful, oh, you know, there's only one thing that has to be said, and that's thank you, you know, and let me get down and you can tickle my belly as well. I, this is a letter that I got, okay, after I wrote my piece. Now, I had very little public criticism because I think that, you know, the piece that I, that I wrote was, was very, very logical, very factually based and looking at all the statistics. Hi, Joe. As you know, I'm a big admirer of your writing and your views on the GA generally. How I, however, I was hugely disappointed to read in this week's Independent that you belong <laughs> to the begrudgers and lefties. I know it's an Irish thing that we don't like successful people as they make us uncomfortable and that we don't have the ingenuity and work ethic to match them. Etc, etc, etc. I won't even mention all this great man has done for the GA and for education. He is a wonderful man and we should be grateful for him that he has donated so much money to us. You know, um, now, that's, that's our typical reaction. Right. Let me make it clear. I I am not a begrudger, right? You know, but I know shit when I smell it. You know, the fundamental building block of society is taxation. Okay, I mean we see the vast problems, the vast poverty that's been created in America since their, you know, since since the time of the American dream in the fifties and sixties. You know, the arrival of Ronald Reagan, deregulation. Um, you know, 
I mean, the tax the tax burden being reduced by almost two hundred and fifty percent on the wealthiest Americans, and how that has created this class of centibillionaires who are now, you know, just having fun. Let's 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 build a rocket ship to the to to, to Mars. Let's you know. Let's build a new metaverse and have fun with that, you know. And you know, and if and if if the European Community says that uh, Apple owes the Irish Exchequer fourteen billion euro, <laughs> you know, Tim, that's just political crap. That's what he said. That's just political crap. And the Irish government paying because they have to. The Irish government paying for the appeal uh, to the European Court. And now, of course, the case is back, and it looks very likely as if as if Apple are going to have to pay us fourteen billion. Which we don't euro want. Don't give us your money. The... We don't want your money, Apple. Your money's no yeah, good yeah. here. Keep yeah, your hands yeah, in right. your pocket. Yeah, but I will tell you what. But I will tell you what, though, if a guard officer, if a young guard officer with a young family struggling to pay his bills, or if a, or or let's say a young you know a young fella out trying to trying to make a few quid with a wee construction company, a couple of joiners and that. Let's see him not paying his taxes and how long it takes for the Sheriff of Mayo or the Sheriff of Dublin. Would you go away out of that now, Apple, and put your keep your hands in your pocket? We don't want your money. Your money's no good here, <laughs> Apple. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. If you give if you give 50 grand to an upward GA club, we'll say fuck all about it. We'll shake, we'll, we'll shake hands on it now over a few pints and we'll let the begrudgers begrudge and fair play to you. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.